So I wanted to spend a few minutes today talking about startups. You know, as a commercial broker, we get a ton of referrals and opportunities from community bankers and credit unions and other lenders, really, who have to pass on loans because of traditional bank guidelines, because of portfolio performance, because of overlays that that particular bank or lender may have, any number of reasons. But a big source of our business is or are opportunities from other banks, right? So part and parcel to that, we'll get leads for startup loans. So in other words, a customer at XYZ Credit Union will call the credit union and ask for startup money for maybe it's an existing business, but most of the time it's for an idea that they have or a notion that they have. And it's, you know, anywhere from fully baked to not even put in the oven yet, you know, and, and, and everywhere in between. One of the great misconceptions of small business lending is the fact that, or the notion that startup financing is readily available, right? If you Google startup financing and entrepreneurship, you'll find any number of websites and any number of uh, lenders, especially the online aggregators, that will advertise startup financing, right? And that's very misleading and, and often a misnomer, right? It's it's a uh, it's a lost leader of sorts. It's a it's a way to get you to the website because although technically yes, startup financing is available. We place our clients with lenders and with development companies and other entities that offer startup financing. And we do it every day, but we specialize in that. And, and oftentimes we'll get the phone call and we'll take the call. And it, it, the expectation of the, of the business owner is at a 100. And then and the realization of what is out there is at a two. And that's often hard for them to reconcile. So to give you an example, we had a phone call last week and the young lady had worked as a baker at a bakery. It was a locally owned and operated bakery in Massachusetts. And she had been there for, I don't know, eight or 10 years and was very good apparently at baking the goods that they sold at the bakery. And she wanted to open up her own place and she had this loyal following and she had the skill for it and all kinds of positives, right? That she was eager to explain to me or to anyone else who would be in that position to perhaps secure her funds. Well, a few things with this particular example, this particular young lady. So she did have expertise in her field, which is wonderful. And she did have experience running a bakery, which once again is wonderful for the type of loan that she wanted. And she really just wanted seed money. She wanted something, anything to be able to get her business off the ground. What she didn't have were three critical components to a startup loan or to, to make you attractive to a lender or a bank that 
will even consider a loan request like a startup loan. Number one, she had marginal credit, right? So she had, I think her credit score was in the low sixes. And to me and to us, I still think anything in the sixes is pretty good credit. There's a lot of good stuff there. Now, we have a, a different lens that we look through than most banks. Most banks, if you're in the sixes, it's marginal. To us, high fives is marginal. Six is pretty good. Seven is lights out. So, But I did explain to her that in terms of the you know, a lot of the community development corporations that offer these startup financing programs, they look for something in the mid sixes. You know, often the the minimum is six fifty, six sixty, six eighty even for them to have a conversation about startup financing for you and your business. So that's number one. She had marginal credit. Number two, she had no reserves. She had no liquidity in anything, right? So she had no no real savings, no equity interest in other properties that a lender could perhaps attach, no long-term savings, no stocks, bonds, mutual funds, etc. She really just had, you know, a few bucks in the bank, like many people, right? She had a few bucks in the bank and that's about it. And then thirdly, and and most importantly as it relates to startup financing, she had absolutely no way to service the debt. And as we were talking about the loan and the particulars and we were just trying to get our arms around whether or not we could help her, we were discussing being able to service the debt. One important thing, or before I mention that, but one of the of the misconceptions, another misconception is that you can service the loan within the loan. So in other words, and I asked her, okay, listen, let's say that we can get you this loan and your payments are $900 a month. Where's that, where is that $900 a month coming from? How are you going to pay that $900 a month? And she said, well, we would borrow it. It's, I'm going to pay for it from the loan. That's why I'm getting the loan, you know? And from her perspective, that makes complete sense. Like, yeah, I don't have the money, so I'm going to borrow the money and I'm going to pay it back with the loan that you give me. Well, lenders don't like to hear that. Underwriters don't like to hear that. And they won't respond well to hearing that. You, you, so in other words, you can't service the loan. You can't pay for the loan with the loan. Now, while it's true that many loans offer interest reserves and payment reserves and other you know, deferred funds at the end of the of the term and you know, working capital, cash out, whatever you want to call it, there are plenty of opportunities that lenders give borrowers to service the debt, but there's something in exchange for that. So in other words, if you if you get a bridge loan and you're at a certain equity position in the property, there are many lenders, well not many, but there are certain niche lenders that will allow you to not make any payments. They'll bake all of them into the loan. But in traditional in the traditional startup financing world, that's just not an option. Now, so, she, so obviously she was not happy with that at all. I think we were the first ones to communicate that to her, unfortunately. But for her not to be able to service the debt somehow, some way, was the ultimate deal breaker, right? The ultimate... Um, 
tipping point to, to her not getting a loan. But that was layered with the fact that there were no assets, there were no reserves, there was no collateral, there were there was nothing to attach, nothing to hang our hat on, if you will, as a broker or a lender. And then the credit was marginal, right? So the the analogy I always like to use, or one of them anyway, is can Bobby Brady win with a hole in his boat and no gas? Uh, and in this case, uh, Bobby Brady didn't win. That's a, a very outdated Brady Bunch reference uh, for those of you who appreciate a good pop culture reference. Um, but anyway, in terms of startup financing and being able to service it within the within the loan, it's something that typically cannot be considered uh, if if you have nothing else to offer. And I'll also make this point that many of the Many of the CDCs or the community development corporations, the grant organizations, the folks that, re- that really are immersed in that world, and, and and for the most part, that's who we work with, right? We work with the the MSA based, uh, geographically based development entities out there that regularly offer startup financing, and for them. It's really about being able to service the debt. Now that can be from anywhere. So let's say that my let's say that I wanted to start a business detailing cars, right? And I had pretty good credit, and I've got a few bucks in the bank, and you know maybe I've got an old four hundred one k plan. But most importantly, my wife has been a teacher in the Medway school system for. 20 years and she's making 150,000 a month and we don't have any other debt except my harebrained car detailing scheme. Well, that's a pretty good loan if you're a, a community development corporation that handles the Boston Metro West area. Like that's a great startup loan because we've got good credit, we've got good assets, we've got reserves, and we've got a spouse that will guarantee the loan and that will pay for it. So if you are thinking about getting a startup loan, you need to first and first think about and consider how am I going to service the loan outside of the business because that'll be the first question after credit and assets and collateral but the first and most important question after all of that will be how are they going to service the debt and if you can find a way to service the debt, we can gener- generally find you startup financing with low rates and good terms and everything else that will really give you a, uh, a head start or a, a push for your business in the right direction. Now, a key distinction in all of this is that startup lending and startup loans are not created equal, unfortunately. So my car detailing example that's one example so imagine getting these two calls or we'll go back to the baker right so imagine getting these two calls if you're a lender that typically will consider startup funding the first call is the baker right so hey listen i want to start a bakery i have marginal credit no assets i don't own any other real estate and i can't service the loan that's option a Option B, a phone call three hours later is from Dr. Fillion. Now, Dr. Fillion and Dr. Burke have had a practice for many years. 
Dr. Fillion decides to open up his own practice and take all of his clients from the past 15 years over to that new practice. That's technically a startup. Call number three. We've got a three borrowers that have a successful engineering and, and architectural firm. And they decide to open up a subsidiary that focuses only on municipal contracts. And they start a new LLC. That's technically a startup. So the question you have to ask yourself is, as you, if you're the lender, if you're the, the entity that considers these startup loans, if you get those three scenarios, are you going to approve the baker, the doctor, or the architectural firm? Which, which of those three would, do you think you'd proceed down the path of, of an approval for and with? Well, clearly it would be the latter two, right? So if you're in a position to advise small businesses or potential entrepreneurs in this space, if you're a CPA, an attorney, a financial planner, keep that in mind. Make sure there's something in place to service the debt. It could be anything. It could be a receivable. It could be a spouse's income. It could be a side hustle uh, that everyone likes to talk about these days. It could be that. It just needs to be something to service the debt. And if you are an entrepreneur or if you have a, a notion or an idea, if you have a loved one that might want to start a business, just keep that in mind. That's the singular greatest piece of advice that we can give you is find a way to service the debt, number one. The assets, honestly, and the equity you have in, in, in collateral holdings is not that important. It, it, it might be a tipping point to get you more money perhaps or, or a slightly lower rate or maybe a longer term. But if you don't have an ownership interest somewhere else, you don't have a ton of assets or reserves, that, that's, that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is credit because if you have bad credit, you're just going to be pretty much disqualified anyway. So we can work with you on that and then find a way to service the debt. That's the one thing that we really can't help you with. If you come to us with a FICO score in the fives, uh, within six months, we can get you in the sixes or even in the sevens, depending on your credit profile. So credit, we can fix. We've been doing that since 97. Finding you an ancillary source of income to service the debt is something we can't help you with. So I wanted to spend a few minutes on today's podcast talking about that because we get those calls all the time and it's brutal, you know, having to deliver that news. But the upside is that all of this stuff is 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 manageable, it's planable, it's actionable to fix. You just need the right partner uh, and on that note, we, we love to, to hear from you. We love to partner with you on these uh, types of endeavors and answer any questions that you have. Uh, That's all I got. Uh, Thanks for listening. Have a great day.